At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to hemp present. Our radio resident hempo sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to hemp present about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, a weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, entering its 28th year and founded hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hemp Present is David Allen, MD. Unlike the majority of pharmaceutical drugs, cannabis is not a single molecule medicine. Cannabis contains a smorgasbord of active constituents which interact symbiotically inside the human body to enhance, inhibit, and modify each other's effects. My guest today is an expert on the medical effect of cannabis. Dr. David Allen is a retired cardiothoracic and vascular surgeon who is double-boarded in general surgery and chest surgery. He performed emergency cardiac and vascular surgery at Cath Lab at Singing River Hospital in Pascagoula, Mississippi. He was also a member of the ICRS, the International Cannabinoid Research Society, and has authored many articles on cannabis science in Treating Yourself Magazine and CannabisDigest.ca. On February 19, 2009, the Jackson County Drug Task Force raided his Mississippi property while he was out of state. Four grams of cannabis and 16 grams of hash were found in the raid. Dr. Allen was charged with six felonies related to cannabis and imprisoned for 14 months pre-trial on false charges. Jury nullification saved him from a potential 35-year prison sentence. His case led to the firing of the sheriff and dissolution of a drug task force. Once retired, he went into studying cannabis full-time. Dr. Allen has authored many cannabis-based articles, as I mentioned, and he is quoted as saying, the discovery of the endocannabinoid signaling system is the single most important discovery in human history and will save more lives than the discovery and application of sterile surgical technique. But don't take my word for it. I've got him in the studio with me today. Welcome, David, to Cannabis Radio. Thank you so much. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, don't be. Uh, David, there's just so much to your story that we can only touch on it in the time that we have available. Uh, but like myself, you have used cannabis since your teenage years. At what point did you identify cannabis as a potent med- medicinal agent? When was that defining moment for you? I started using cannabis when I was in high school, and I just liked it just like everybody else that tries it. They they either like it or they hate it. And I was the one in the guys that liked it, and so I smoked it my entire life through medical school and residency. Uh, you know, I wasn't high at work, of course. But um, I went into cardiac surgery, and uh, in 2003, the U.S. government put this uh, U.S. patent out cannabinoids as antioxidants and neuroprotectants, and in there it says, uh, if you read the the, the uh, patent, it, it says that uh, it protects the body from reperfusion injury, and that's my specialty, protecting the heart from reperfusion injury after the operation is over. So I immediately became interested in cannabis. Uh, because it has the ability to stop reperfusion injury. Can you briefly describe in layman terms, if it's possible, uh, how cannabis interacts with the human physiology and why it has medicinal and therapeutic value? Well, it's a super complex science. It's more complex, really, than uh, rocket science because it involves the spatial arrangement or the, the anatomy of molecules. So the 3D anatomy of a receptor um, determines what chemical binds onto it. So people are, are in, uh, they understand uh, about insulin binding onto insulin receptors and testosterone, testosterone receptors, estrogen, estrogen receptors, and opiate, opiate receptors. But people are just learning now about cannabinoids binding onto cannabinoid receptors. And these, they're like little antenna that are on every cell that you have. And so these antenna, uh, when they receive a chemical message, they do physiologic things. So when insulin binds onto insulin receptors, it causes glucose to go into the cell. And um, cannabinoids have their own function. And it seems to be a master control for all physiology. Fascinating. Your arrest and incarceration was somewhat of a life-changing experience for you, and it sounds downright traumatic. Uh, You were literally kidnapped by bounty hunters, shackled in a van for five days, and driven to Mississippi. Uh, And the whole experience of of your incarceration and and potential uh, being, you know, you're being charged with potentially being convicted of something that you were innocent of, it, it actually led to a suicide attempt. What have the long-term impacts been on you from your being treated as a criminal for such a small amount of cannabis that apparently wasn't even yours? Well, I guess I used to be a heart surgeon that made half a million dollars a year and paid taxes, and now I'm living on Social Security and I'm poverty-stricken. So, and and it's caused my family to abandon me. They because of this of this tie with marijuana um, it's 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 been really devastating to me really and was it your outspoken uh, advocacy of cannabis as medicine that you think contributed to your being t- 
targeted? Well, I, no. What what led to me to be targeted was because I had a 48-acre lake estate in Mississippi called Blue Hole, and um, it's um, uh, you can look it up. It's on 13013 Highway 613, Moss Point, Mississippi 39562. Uh, you can also see uh, a road there that I named after my dad. It's called Ray Allen Road. I built that road and named it, and it's on Google Earth. And uh, the uh, the property was worth a lot of money, and I and I left it in my sister's care and came to California to practice uh, uh, cannabis science in medicine here and do recommendations for cannabis and stuff. And uh, while I was here in California, they raided my property and planted false evidence and. Uh, and then I was incarcerated for like 14 months pre-trial and I was saved by jury notification and uh, they were forced to give me my property back after the police had it seized for three years. So I'm the only human that ever got my property back. And after that, the, the police used cannabis as an excuse to steal my property. And uh, so, uh, they're kind of thugs and what happened was uh, I kind of exposed uh, the nature of the business and ended up closing the the drug task force and the sheriff was arrested on some unrelated charges and uh, so so a lot of bad stuff happened because of, of all of this because they planted false evidence in my case that's just and of course this is a story that's played out you know thousands and thousands of times with ordinary Americans as, as well. Uh, Alan, mm-hmm. since I booked this interview with you, an election is taking place where significant regional advances have happened in terms of le- the legality of cannabis. A couple other states uh, have flipped and a bunch of governorships uh, came in uh, that are friendly to cannabis. Uh, about cannabis, you have said it controls everything, whether you get cancer or not, whether you get diabetes or not. You've also said that cannabis medicine will save more lives than currently saved by surgery. Can you explain? Well, there's studies that show that that if you use cannabis um, for 20 years or more by smoking it, then the incidence of diabetes is 66% less. And smoking it is not the best way to use cannabis. Really, cannabis should be in our diet. And what people don't understand is um, if cannabis was in your diet, it would have even more medicinal value than than that other study. So we need to do other studies showing the medicinal value of edible cannabis, as none have been done so far. And um, if I think that probably that if you eat cannabis, it will reduce diabetes even more than 66%, which means basically cannabis is a cure for diabetes. And just think of the, of the chaos, the monetary chaos it's going to cause if people start eating cannabis and it, decreases, it virtually kills diabetes off. It will destroy many medical institutions, uh, People that do dialysis, uh, a lot of those dialysis clinics are, are based on people that have diabetic nephropathy, 
And uh, if you stop diabetes, uh, effect on kidneys and eyes and, and you know, extremity uh, amputations, you're going to improve the health of millions and millions of people, more so than, than what's currently saved by surgery. So cannabis will save more lives, especially once we put it in our diet. It should be in our diet and all animal diets as well because it's a super vitamin that affects a uh, this thing called the endocannabinoid signaling system. It's a communication, chemical communication system. And if we eat this stuff, it will it will augment this ability for uh, to us to maintain what's called homeostasis. So, the endocannabinoid signaling system is responsible for homeostasis and. And briefly, homeostasis is the ability to stay away from death. And what that means is this. All uh, physiologic functions go up and down. Your pH goes up and down. Your glucose goes up and down. Your testosterone, estrogens, everything in the world, everything about physiology goes up and down. If it goes too high, you die. If it goes too low, you die. So if your pH or your glucose is too high or low, you die. So life is in the mid-ground between those two extremes. And cannabis helps regulate this, this homeostasis. And on two different occasions, when scientists have blocked the endocannabinoid signaling system, what it does is it causes death. So if you block this homeostasis uh, mechanism, you end up dying because you can't recover. When you say, uh, so I hope that explains some of it. That 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 that's great. When you say eat cannabis, are you talking about eating raw cannabis? Because we all know that that pot has to be cooked to have a psychoactive effect. It has to be decarboxylated. Would you suggest that eating raw cannabis is the most uh, therapeutic way? Absolutely. So what people, what the government doesn't want you to know is that if you eat cannabis raw in an unheated state, that it doesn't cause uh, the euphoria or high that people refer to. It's actually euphoria. So if you eat it raw, it doesn't cause this euphoria, and it stops diabetes and other things that will protect you from a heart attack. There are studies that show that if you give cannabidiol to somebody to animal models suffering heart attacks, it decreases the size of a myocardial scar by 66%. Decreases the size of a stroke in the brain by 50%. So uh, this is a miracle drug that everybody's going to have in their diet. It's a nutritional, it's a, it's a metabolic requirement. People don't understand this. It's a nutraceutical or metabolic requirement. It's something that we really need in our diet. If we, everybody makes this stuff on their own, but some people don't make as much as they should. This is a complex enzyme system that that manufactures these cannabinoids that transport them, and uh, and enzyme systems that degrade the cannabinoids once they're used. It's a complex series of enzyme systems, and if any one of the enzymes is not working well, then you have a dysfunctional endocannabinoid signaling system, 
and are more prone to death. My guest is David Allen, MD, and we still have a cause, but we still got a pause for word from our sponsors and advertisers. We're going to come right back with our second segment. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a Approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back with David Allen, MD. Uh, David, there's been an explosion in awareness about CBD or cannabidiol. One of 113 uh, cannabinoids that have been identified as being present in the cannabis plant. Most of the CBD being sold as isolate or distillate, and uh, and some of it may be terpene-free. Is this current CBD craze overblown? How important is full-spectrum whole plant therapy and the entourage effect uh, that is a product of taking all of the cannabinoids? rather than just CBD, THC, or any other cannabinoids that have been isolated? Well, Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana, you asked a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> Is the CBD uh, thing overblown? Um, no, it's not. It's, it's not. it's not even reported near enough. The truth is uh, hemp may be even more important medicine than cannabis is. Uh, CBD is a miracle drug. Uh, Sometime in the future, there's going to be CBD pills that your insurance pays for that you carry around in your pocket, and if you start to have a heart attack or stroke, you're going to take one of these CBD pills, and it's going to decrease the magnitude of whatever trouble you're in. And, uh, and once it start, we start feeding it to the animals, uh, to cows and chickens and and Then we'll get it in the food we else, eat, right? In the food we eat, it should be in our animal diets. Now, one thing I, I learned is all animals don't have the same endocannabinoid signaling system that we do. They all have one, 
but it doesn't function on the same level that ours does. And so especially different breeds of dogs have different abilities to metabolize uh, cannabis. And I know that because usually cannabis uh, affects you for four to six hours after you use it in most humans, and that's because we have this enzyme that degrades cannabis. It's called FAAH, fatty acid amide hydrolase is the enzyme that degrades cannabinoids. And so one day I gave my chihuahua uh, part of a little cookie that had some cannabis in it, and he was stoned for three days. We couldn't hardly walk and stuff. So his enzyme that degrades cannabis has to be deficient. And so different humans have different deficiencies in either production of the cannabinoids or degradation of them. And so everybody uh, is not the same on the same level in this uh, homeostatic mechanism. How about the entourage effect? Some people say that isolating a cannabis like Marinol, for example, isolating THC or CBD is not as therapeutic as whole plant therapy or having all of the cannabinoids. Well, we're in the infancy of this science, and we, really, we don't have any double-blind studies to prove this or that. So we're still like in the, the Model T era of the science. And CBD is, uh, is a, a miracle drug that's going to stop strokes, stop heart attacks, stop diabetes, and uh, uh, people are going to have it in, in the diets of, of every. There'll be in all, all people's diets at some point. Can it cure? I don't know if I answered can your question. Can it cure diabetes? Properly. Once you have it, a it diabetes or a stroke. Diabetes. Okay. Um, the U.S. patent proves it decreases the size of a stroke by fifty percent. So in the future, when you go to surgery, no matter what kind of surgery you have, they're going to give you a a cannabinoid to decrease um, the sequela of reperfusion injury and other issues that happen during surgery. I suspect when the emergency when the emergency vehicles, the ambulance comes to pick you up, no matter what your disease is, they're going to basically give you a CBD pill to uh, to lessen the the size of your heart attack, lessen the size of your stroke help you with spinal injuries, helps you with burns and, and, and multiple other diseases. And the reason is, is because this is the master control for all physiology. This can, by controlling the, the endocannabinoid signaling system, you control everything else. What is the amygdala, which everyone has in their brain, and how does cannabis affect it? Okay, the amygdala is the fear organ of the brain. It's a small organ. On, on You have two of them, one on each side. And the brain is basically three parts, the upper, lower, and the midbrain. The upper part is the thinking part, the, the uh, cere cerebrum. And it takes a while to... to uh, put thoughts together and come up with a logical solution. The hindbrain is the reptilian brain, that, and it does the fight or flight or freeze. And it doesn't take any time to do that, and so it's a protective thing for the species. 
Um, the midbrain is a switch. Part of the switch is called the amygdala, the fear organ of the brain. And whenever it's triggered, it causes you to stop thinking and just react. So uh, it's, it's called um, amygdala hijack. It actually stops you, your cognitive process, because when the bear is charging at you, you can't take time to think about his eye color. You've got to get out of the way if you're going to survive. So the amygdala turns off your thought processes and gets you moving. And um, so, uh, and whenever this happens, what it does is whenever you go on amygdala alert, it squeezes the adrenals a little bit and gives you a little dose of adrenaline. And so therefore, and so when, when this happens, you're on high alert, you're looking for trouble, you're listening, you're watching, and, and you're, you have high anxiety. And, and, and since it gives you a squirt of adrenaline, it's kind of addictive. And so some, some people that don't use cannabis are almost always in amygdala alert all the time. And when they're amygdala, in amygdala alert, you can't really teach them. You can't give them other information because they reject any new information. So it has a major impact on human learning. So I believe that people that use cannabis can inhibit certain parts of their brain. I believe that they can inhibit the amygdala better than people that don't use cannabis. And therefore, when you inhibit the amygdala, you can think properly, you can use your higher cognitive powers, and therefore you have more empathy. And so I claim that people that don't use pot have less ability for empathy, and therefore they have cognitive dysfunction. People that don't use pot are cognitively impaired because they, they are more often in amygdala alert and less often in empathy. That's that's just that's fascinating, D- David. The District of Columbia. I just need to move along because there's so much to cover with you. Uh, this is a fascinating uh, conversation. The District of Columbia and ten U.S. states now have what is termed legalization, as well as Canada, and now Mexico appears to be on the verge. Yet in these places, people are being charged and criminalized over cannabis. There are enforcement agencies dedicated to identifying and prosecuting people in violation of cannabis restrictions, and surveillance operations are still being performed on uh, many Americans in these legal states. In my state of Washington, there's no citizen home grow allowed, no bars or lounges for public consumption, and retail establishments can't even have a visible pot leaf graphic displayed. Are these models, actual legalization, commodification, or some hybrid form of prohibition, in your opinion? Well, obviously, these people that have been making money and feeding their families off of arresting people for using the plant are going to continue doing whatever they can to continue making money to feed their family uh, from from the profits of the drug war. And um, so... We're going to make new rules. We're in a flux, and there's going to be a lot of changes. And what we see now is not the same thing we're going to see in 10 years from now. Um, and so there's... Uh, it's a process, not an event. Right. So here's what's happening in California now. So since ca- cannabis is semi-legal, the police can't really do much to arrest When they arrest you, 
they're going to throw you out when you, once you get to court. So the police aren't wasting their time um, arresting people for cannabis. This is going to have a major effect on drug task force because drug task force are going to have less and less income because of this. The other thing that's happening is, since it's semi-legal, what they, the code enforcement people are taking over, and they go to your property, they fly a drone over your property, they accuse you of growing plants, uh, and then they send you a cease and desist order and charge you a thousand dollars a day, and then you and then you go to court in code enforcement buildings. The code enforcement people hire a lawyer, an attorney, to be the hearing officer, who always sides on the side of the person that pays them. And then the code enforcement uh, officers come in and testify against you. And you don't get a lawyer, you don't get a jury, and uh, court is held in code enforcement buildings. So this is a morphing of the drug war. People are still trying to steal your property. And now this is endangering people. Anybody that owns property is in danger. It sounds a little bit like because Prohibition 2.0. 2. Uh, but, David, we got to go yeah, to a break. Exactly. I'm talking to, to David Allen, MD. We're going to roach it again, hear a word from our sponsor, Advertise, come back for our final question. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back with David Allen, M.D., 
David, this is just a fascinating discussion. I could talk to you for hours, I think, and just scratch the surface. Uh, but unfortunately, we only have a couple more minutes left. Uh, is there anything we haven't covered that you'd like to briefly touch on before we go? Um, sure. Um, I I think I know uh, how you can diagnose a hypofunctioning endocannabinoid signaling system. And here's how you do it. My brother came over here a couple of years ago, and he, he's, uh, he hates cannabis. And my girlfriend made some cookies, some snickerdoodles, and they were medicated. And my brother picked a couple of them up and ate them and didn't know. And he almost like, he, he laid on the couch and thought he was dying. He was having a horrible event. And uh, we walked him through it and I told him that, you know, in three hours, he's going to be back to normal again. And so he, so he'd never been, he'd never used cannabis before. And he had a wild effect for just a little bit of a cookie. Okay. So I noticed that during my life that sometimes I could smoke cannabis and sometimes I couldn't because of jobs or whatever. And then it, if I'd gone for a long period without smoking, I smoke a joint and then have a kind of a wild effect. You know, I couldn't f miss my uh, turn off to my house uh, and stuff like that. It's crazy wild effects. And so I think what that means is this that everybody has an endocannabinoid signaling system, and if you have a wild effect, that means that, you are, that you're running on the low side of this um, homeostatic mechanism. And if you have a wild effect, what it really means is you need more, not less, cannabis. Because when, when people start using cannabis on a regular basis, um, after a while, they they feel a little something, but they don't have a wild effect, and they can drive their car without any uh, problems and things. So I think that the diagnosis of a hypofunctioning ECS is a a wild effect on a mi on a mild cannabis dose. David Allen, MD, thank you for all of your work in the realm of cannabis medicine. It's been a great conversation. Thank you so much for being on Hemp Present. I appreciate you uh, having me. Thank you for this opportunity. My pleasure. Now I'm going to get to a weekly feature of Hemp Present on CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. If the freedom of speech is taken away, then dumb and silent we may be led like sheep to the slaughter. That was the first president of the United States of America, George Washington. That concludes this installment of Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on our journey to justice. As we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, talk it easy, and don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro. I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com.
Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.